Hello everyone, welcome to Jerry Hates Action, my name is Jerry, and joining me as always is the ever-quotable Jay. Whoa. <laughs> That's what you chose? <laughs> yeah. Half his lines of dialogue in this movie are questions, and you went with whoa. Yeah, because it's also a Keanu Reeves thing. And the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. Just going to remain silent. <laughs> okay, uh, welcome back to Jerry Hates Action. Uh, we are doing The Matrix from 1999, yes! directed by Alana Wachowski and Lily Wachowski. So that's dope. How do you say their last name? Is it Wachowski? Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. If you yeah. guys want to call into the show and uh, let us know for saying your last name wrong, that's fine. Yeah, Lena, Lily, come hang out with us. Talk to us uh, about your give, last name. Give promotion for your, your little-known movie, The Matrix. You know, not a lot of people have seen it. I like to give you some exposure to unknown artists out there. Now, the, okay, I'm going to ask a question, and this is not a joke. This is actually a serious question. Okay, previously known as the Wachowski brothers, do they prefer to be called the Wachowski sisters now? Or No, they just... now just prefer to be called the Wachowskis. Okay, cool. All right, so that was a serious question. I was just curious, but I heard that they're going to be making a fourth one. Yeah, only uh, Lily is coming back as far as the two of them are concerned. But uh, supposedly Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss and uh, everybody else is on board. I'm curious to see where they're going to pick the story up from. Well, there's, what was there, uh, 10 years in between one and two? Five years, something like that? Hey, man, you are the mountain of knowledge on this. I have no fucking idea. Whatever, there's time between one and two that could easily fill it up. Oh, true. I thought the Animatrix did that. Uh, a little bit of it, but there was several years of uh, of events that the, can be... Uh, the second Matrix movie, Reloaded, takes place six months after the events of the Matrix. Six months. Why did I think it was years? Damn. I, I don't I failed. Okay, either way, there's six months of story there. <laughs> uh, sure. So, uh, what is The Matrix about? A computer hacker learns from mysterious rebels about the true nature of his reality and his role in the war against its controllers. Um, it's Terminator, basically. It's not Terminator. <laughs> it, they, they, oh, okay. So, I, I'm going to preface this with, um, if you think Quentin Tarantino steals a lot of shit... This movie is nothing but stolen shit. There is, like, like they legit stole, like, 
plot line. They did it genius, though, because in 1999, no one really... In the mainstream audience, no one would know about, like, The Invisibles. Or or because they didn't read comics. Or they might not know about Ghost in the Shell because they don't watch anime or read manga. Um, or maybe they don't watch the Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies. So they wouldn't notice that. So they That's not stealing, though. Okay, you can be like Tarantino it's, it's and call it a homage. A, a homage no, 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 but no, no, when no. you straight up fucking film a scene that is shot for shot from Ghost in the Shell... Fuck you! You you just stole the scene. At least be like the well, dude I'm who directed Shaw Brothers. Like the Shaw Brothers don't own kung fu movies. No like, no no no. The it's the wire. It's, I'm not wire talking about work. just the kung fu. I'm talking about like they literally like created wireworks and like that is who like the Wachowskis have said like this movie is all fucking like about like influences. They literally just took 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 from all over these places and crammed it into this movie. Like they like literally the uh, producer Steele, he has came out and said when they came to pitch the movie to me, they handed me a copy of Ghost in the Shell and said, "Watch this. We want to make a live action of this." That right, is a so, backed I'm, up I'm just certified. Talking, I'm only thing. talking specifically about and, and kung I'm, fu and wire work. The Shaw Brothers don't like they may have started it and popularized it, but plenty of other people. It's not you're not stealing a type of. I'm not. A fight. But they literally use scenes from Shaw Brother movies. Well, then you'll have to that that stuff. I am unaware of. So, like I did, I never said they stole Kung Fu. I I was naming stuff they specifically stole from Ghost in the Shell, Shaw well, Brothers. Who's, well, whose Kung Fu is better? Is it the Wachowskis Kung Fu or the Shaw Brothers? Shaw Kung Brothers. Fu? Fucking Probably hands directed down. by the same fucking person. Shaw Brothers. Fucking UN Wu Ping's all over the place. Uh, definitely Shaw Brothers. Uh, Shaw Brothers is that legit shit, that Wu Tang shit. Uh, and you know, Wu Tang is for the children. Mm -hmm. So that's what really matters. Uh, but no, I was just talking about like, okay, so before Jay got super defensive. I was actually saying the genius of how they took, how they paid homages. I, I'm sorry, I'm calling that bullshit. They stole. They straight up stole a bunch of shit that the mainstream audience would not fucking know. And they crafted it all into the same. Like, even the bullet time stuff, it, like, people pointed to different instances where, like, it had been done kind of before, but not to the perfection they did it as. Like, even that... Yeah, John Woo used that, a similar technique. Yeah, like, so, like, everything in, like, nothing in this movie is really original. It comes off under the visage of original, but nothing in the facade. movie is... Facade. No, no, visage. I'm talking about the vision, because I'm linking that into something. It okay. comes. It comes into a vision of being original, but in all reality, it's not original at all. And that's also a little bit genius also because when you go into what the movie is, what the Matrix is, they literally like made a movie that you think is original and then once you learn, once you see for the first time, once you start digging and find out new information and come out of that Matrix, you find out that none of it was really theirs and it's from all these other places but they created this world of stuff you didn't know 
and you were plugged into their movie, not knowing that none of it was really theirs. Do y'all get what cool. I'm saying? Oh yeah, yes. I'm totally with you, man. Like, I, like th- that in itself is genius. And like, I did find it funny in my research. So, uh, they made uh all they made Lawrence Fishburne, uh, fucking uh, uh, Moss and uh, Keanu Reeves all read like three different books, and they had to fully explain what the Matrix is and what the philosophy of the movie is. Um. And it's kind of funny because the main book, and it's actually the book that you see Keanu Reeves open up to take his disc out to sell to that guy for two grand. It's that book. Um, Simulacra and Simulacra. I I don't remember. It's got two different names depending if you're in France or America. They can go look it up. But that guy has came out and said that uh, even though this movie is based on his philosophy, he just straight out said they got it completely fucking wrong. Uh, they do not understand my book and, uh, they literally made a movie and this ties into what I was, what I was talking about earlier. They made a movie that if the matrix made a movie to explain the matrix, it would make this movie. (laughs) So the whole philosophy that this movie is based on the author of that philosophy was like, no, they don't understand it. They got it completely fucking wrong, which I think is kind of fucking hilarious. That is kind of funny. Um, and the reason I'm going to all, into all this because I'm trying to get like my th- before we start going into like specific scenes, I'm trying to hit this like overview of the movie and how I feel about it. So then I can turn it to y'all and y'all can go like y'all have more in depth like memories of this. I literally don't even remember the first time I watched it. I just remember it didn't stick. It didn't stick in me. Um. So like it, like that kind of shit was really fun to me. I do want to say, uh, uh, very impressively made, uh, pre-production wise. Uh, they had to do six months of training. Uh, which actually the guy uh, who Jay mentioned earlier that who was the main choreographer, fight choreographer, King. he did not want to do this movie. He asked for a crazy amount of money and also asked for six months of training time. Just so that he wouldn't have to do this movie, because he thought they would not say yes to it. <laughs> and they said yes, and they were like, fuck. they were like, "Nah, homie, you're the best. We have to have you." And uh, Keanu Reeves actually was injured um, and could not do most of the training, which is why you don't see him do a lot of kicks in the movie, because he only really had time to do training for the punch. Yeah, he had a, a spine surgery or something or a broken neck or something uh, super serious. I'd have to look it up, but it wasn't it wasn't that serious, but it was starting to paralyze one of his legs and it is uh linked to the spine. Um so it wasn't like that serious. It's starting to paralyze one of his legs, but it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not for him. What the fuck, man? Okay, valid point. Well, I meant not that serious as in not in like a fucking broken neck. Um just a broken spine. <laughs> no, it was like a, a mel- melted or collapsed disc or something. Uh, so, uh, but it, like, and the Wachowskis also like, they made, they wrote a movie called Assassins, which did get made in like 94, 96, something like that. They write that the Stallone movie? Yeah, they wrote that, but then it got crazily re-edited, rewritten. So most of their shit's not really in it. Oh. Uh, but they oh, no, actually... Like but, so they made a deal, 
a, a, a deal to get three of their scripts bought. That one, their second one, which is like a lesbian bound, bound lesbian movie with Jennifer Tilly, which apparently is really fucking good. Um, and it's probably more impressive now if you go back and look at it, considering that they are trans um, openly now. Uh, and then The Matrix, and they had to fight heavily to uh, direct The Matrix, and the producer was basically like, look, cut your teeth on Bound, and if you do a good job there, we'll let you do The Matrix. And they did. They fucking murdered it. They killed it. Um, but when they then they also had to hire like two comic book artists just to break down and do the entire movie in highly detailed comic book storyboards. Yeah, to yeah, the get storyboards for that movie are fucking ridiculous. The money for it. And, and, and they could do that because did you know that they worked in comics? Yes. They worked on Clive Barker comics. Yep. Nice. So that was pretty fucking dope. Uh, and unfortunately, one of the comics they did was called Ecto Kid, I think it was, which has been called a ripoff of The Invisibles, in which the guy who did The Invisibles, is it Grant Morrison, I think? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 99% sure. He straight up said The Matrix is 100% a ripoff of The Invisibles and that uh, he should be being paid royalties. Wow. And, and in my research, a lot of people actually kind of agreed with him. Uh, but a lot of people also said, well, actually, they ripped off Ecto Kid, which in turn ripped off The Invisibles. So that was kind of funny. Um, but, like, the just... Everything they had to do for pre-production was insane. They had to film in Australia to keep it at a $60 million budget because if they would have filmed it in the U.S., it would have been 100, uh, like 100 to 120 million to film it. Damn. Yeah. Um, so like there, there was a lot of crazy shit in getting the Matrix. Uh, the amount of people who auditioned for every fucking role is insane. Like. Like, Will Smith turned down the role of Neo to do Wild Wild West. Yeah, it's because they pitched it super shitty. There's a YouTube video of him explaining the pitch meeting. He's like, man, that sounded whack, so I passed on it. But, uh, <laughs> and then he's like, the, turned out to be a mistake. <laughs> the thing I read is where he said, I didn't feel like I was a mature enough of an actor to take on that role. Uh, oh, dude, and, I was, and I'm just like, you, Will Smith... <laughs> We're in 1999. We're not a mature enough actor, but Keanu Reeves was. <laughs> um, oh yeah, man. Keanu Reeves is like the fourth or fifth or something, something low. Oh, way like, lower than that, dude. To call. Like he was in the 20th spot. Like the amount of people between the studio and the Wachowskis and who they were picking. Like it's a the uh, the guy who played Obi Wan Kenobi in Phantom Menace. He had to turn down the Ian role McGregor. because yeah, because he was doing Phantom Menace. Um, That's funny. Tons of people. And then, like, Trinity, Jada Pinkett Smith auditioned for it. Um, uh, Janet Jackson turned oh, down Jesus. the role. Janet Jackson would yeah. be terrible. Um, Sandra Bullock turned down the role because at the time someone else was going to play Neo and he she didn't feel like they would do well together. And she said uh, later on, if she had known it was going to be Keanu, she would have taken the role. That's funny. Yeah, because they work really good together in speed. Yeah. And so, the lake house. Yeah. yeah. And like, go like, and at, at one point, Val Kilmer was going to play Morpheus. Samuel Jackson was going to play Morpheus. 
I would have loved to Samuel Jackson more. Fierce. Todd, these motherfucking robots in this motherfucking apocalypse. Right? That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, so... No, I've seen Sam Jackson do serious. He could do serious. But, yeah, okay. Uh, do I have anything else real quick for, like, the fucking... That kind of shit? There was so fucking much. Uh, Did you ever see Black Snake Moan? Yes, that movie's no. fantastic. That was so good, dude. That's the one where Samuel Jackson plays a real serious role. It was good. Yeah, that fucking movie's awesome. I'll watch it. I keep meaning to watch it, but I'm just like, eh, maybe yeah, one day. So, you like blues music? Nah, I don't hate it. It's got a lot of blues in it, too. Like, real good, like, dark southern blues. Mm, like, I sold my soul to the devil. Yeah, some shit like that. More of murder. Oh, that's good. Murder's good. Speaking of murder, uh, if you pay attention to Keanu Reeves in the uh, room when he's being interrogated by the agents, his passport mm-hmm. expires on September 11th, 2001. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> Talk about a coincidence. Uh, yeah, I thought that was fucking funny. Okay, uh, so I guess... Now that I've blabbered on a fuck ton, I am actually going to uh, shut the fuck up and we're going to let y'all two kind of go into this um, and talk about your experiences and why you love this movie and all that shit. Uh, So Kenneth picked us to do this episode, but it was Jay who originally was like, we need to do The Matrix. Uh, Because Jay, this is your favorite movie of all fucking time. It is. So Jay, explain... You know, first time you saw this, why you love this, like, all this shit. Just just start fucking blabbing. All right. So, the very first time I saw this movie, I was, I'm pretty sure I was 15. I'd have to do the math. Uh, pretty sure I was 15. Um, a friend of my mom's, who I hadn't interacted in forever, I guess, invited me to go see it with him. Because it was rated R, and I couldn't see R-rated movies on my own. I had seen the trailers, of course. Uh, fantastic marketing for this this movie, by the way. Uh, the trailers doesn't don't give anything away. It uh, just does enough to get you interested and want to figure out what the fuck is going on in the movie, and you go see it for that reason and that reason alone, just because there's not a lot going on. You have no idea. Yeah, they had that big um, Super Bowl ad that was literally just people in trench coats shooting guns, and then it ends <laughs> with, what is the Matrix? Yep, yep. Yeah, the marketing was genius, so I wanted to know. Um, and so I got the opportunity to go see it. And the movie fucking blew my mind, okay? So this is before I had, like, like I had, I'm pretty sure I had the internet around this time, but nah, I wasn't, like, super heavy into computers. I wasn't really on the internet a lot. I wasn't into anime. I wasn't into kung fu movies. And this movie introduced me to all of that in one go. Um, the special effects were definitely unheard of at the time. Uh, in, and this is so, anytime I'm going to say anything like that, I strictly mean a North American cinema. Uh, because obviously it borrows a lot from it. Uh, like wire work, martial arts weren't being done yes, in North were. American movies. Yes, Which movies? they were. Well, not in the ones I was seeing. Like most of the action movies were muscly guys with guns punching each other. No, literally Mortal Kombat uses wire works. Well, not, not, to the, not to the extent. Not to the extent, about. but like the, I'm just saying like everything in this movie, special effects included... Most of it had been done before, even in America. I will say a lot of it got taken to the to a whole nother level for certain things. But to say that it had it was not being done in America is just not true because Wireworks was being done even in America in the seventies when we 
tried our hands at shitty kung fu movies. Yeah, but see, think about it. I agree. You I agree think with about I'm, just going Wait. from my perspective as like a 15 year old. I had not seen shitty kung fu American movies from the 70s. I'm just saying. Wait, wait, it, wait, 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 wait. In 1999 and 2000, okay, the reason why I'm saying 2000 also is because the two biggest movies that were to come out in America that were given to us as Americans that used extreme wire work like this, the two biggest ones to come out and throw it at us like it did was The Matrix and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Those were the two movies that came out that had extreme wire work and put it on the map in North America. I'm not denying what you're saying, Jerry. There were movies that had wire work, but not to the point of this. There was no way. I mean, in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, they're basically flying across treetops. And then in this movie, you've got the slow motion and things like that. I mean, hell, the Matrix developed the trope of wire work being used to the way it was. So I'm not denying the fact that wire work had been used. But what I am saying is for it to be at the level that it was at and to be out into the public eye that it was, the Matrix and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is what did it. I'm just saying that it was used in America before this just because he, he made the statement that it, it had not been done in America. And I just wanted to point out, uh, yes, it has. Now, I do agree, not to the extent of popularity, but like I said in the beginning of this episode, this movie took a lot of things that were unheard of for an American audience that had been done and established in other mediums, whether it was manga, kung fu movies, comic books, and put it in a format for a wide American audience. So like you can give it all the credit you want for all that stuff, but I'm always going to put an asterisk by it because yeah, it's standing never... on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. But it's, it's, I'm just, man, I lost my train of thought. I don't even know where I was. I basically, I'm just saying at 15, as as you were blown audience... away by this movie because you had never seen any of the kind of stuff. So talk about the right. stuff that, that you hadn't seen. So I had not seen wire work to, to that extent. Uh, obviously, other movies have used it before, but I'm talking about the smooth, almost floating through air motions, um, the elongated in the air movements, like uh, when Neo triple kicks Morpheus in the in the dojo scene, that kind of stuff, or running up the pillar. That I'd never been introduced to. Uh, even to a lesser extent, like obviously the tons of action movies use guns, uh, but the John Woo style, the... the um, Eastern gun, the Eastern style, the Hong Kong gunplay, I had never seen before. Uh, almost everything that this movie borrows from, I'm going to use the term borrow, uh, borrows from, I had never, never experienced before. And to have it in such an awesome sci-fi movie package, uh, almost like a superhero movie before superhero movies were a big thing, um, just blew my fucking mind. Uh, so once it once it made it to HBO, I remember recording it onto a VHS and and watching the shit out of it. Um, by the time the second one came out, I was in high school and go see the movies as much as I wanted to. I saw the second one in theater uh, five times. I saw the third one in theater uh, four times, I think. Um, and I've watched them endless amounts of times since they've come out on home video. Um, I own them in both Blu-ray and 4K, mainly because the Blu-ray set I have has more special features than the 4K set. But yeah, I wanted the upgrade Yeah, what the fuck is quality. up with that? My 4K has literally commentary, like four commentary tracks, and that's it. No, and I know there's a making of behind the there scenes is of this. There is a ton of making ofs for yeah. all three movies. <laughs> and and I, nothing. I'm like, you're going to put the movie on 4K. You did the job of putting all this money into a new 4K transfer. 
And you didn't put any of the fucking special features on there? Yep, I was upset about that because I like it. I'm trying to see what special features is on mine because I got that special edition that's like a book. You know what I'm saying? It's like all holographic and shit. Yeah, that's the one I have, the Ultimate Matrix box set or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, Yeah, let's see. uh, Let's see, we got trivia in here. Let's see, what else we got? But uh, just, so, okay. Yes, I'm just... I need to be able to, to talk and then you can you can say things afterwards. So I am agreeing with you that this movie has stuff from other things and other things that weren't popular. So basically anytime I say anything like I said about the wire work, I just mean for a wide audience in North America. Um, and there are there are obviously gonna be some things that I'm ignorant about, like um, whatever scenes you're gonna mention from Ghost in the Shell. I've seen Ghost in the Shell. Um, I don't have a working knowledge of it. Like, uh, I know you really enjoy the movie, so I wouldn't be able to maybe uh, point these scenes out you, if you let me know, obviously. Uh, but that's 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 my caveat for while I'm talking about it. Um, but the watching the behind the scenes and stuff like that, the techniques, uh, Keanu Reeves' dedication to learning the martial arts and um, oh, the whole cast, really, um, some of the little tidbits, uh, like for example, uh, the entire lobby scene, the only digital effects are removing the wires and the fire at the end. Everything else is 100% practical. Um, the wall run that Trinity does in the middle of that scene, uh, she nailed that in one take with a fucking broken ankle. Are the gun flashes uh, not added in? Because I know a lot of times in movies they add in the the nozzle flashes because they're not that's not how they appear when you record i watched a video that showed how it actually looks when you do shoot a gun in real life like that versus how they look in movies and like they're like even in john wick they're not extremely they may may have made it a little more beefy i know and this was this is not me picking on it this i just i was just curious question yeah i that, that's what even? I'm saying. They may have made it a little bit more. But beefy, like I, I, I meant more like the, the uh, like the pillars, all the all the stuff with the pillars happening. Yeah. I like that um, when the scene ends and that pillar like has that slab fall off. That was not planned. I was about that, to say unscripted. That, unscripted. Uh, they, the camera was rolling. Acting, it happened, and they left it in. Uh, the 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 sets in this movie were the best actors in this movie. Uh, <laughs> their uh, unscripted dialogue was just fantastic. <laughs> Um, but yeah, all all of the all of the stuff, the uh, living in a, in a virtual reality world, I had not encountered before, um, and it was just it was just the most amazing piece of cinema that my little fifteen year old brain had ever. Oh, ever you probably had never seen Dark absorbed. City. Dark no, City not at that so point. Good. I have Though, seen Dark City. Asterisk uh, to fact, that: the roofs at the the beginning of the movie are left over from Dark City. Yes, and asterisk to that: uh, according to the Wachowskis, this movie was written before Dark City came out as a movie. So you cannot claim because a lot of people claim they stole this. They stole a lot of this from Dark City, uh, the living it in a fucking uh, fake digital world. Um, but they do claim that they wrote it before then, and there are producers who's like, yes, we saw the script well before Dark City. Well, if uh, Hunger Games and uh, Battle Royale can both exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
So, well, there's a difference there. That bitch can say whatever she wants, but there's no way in her research for writing the Hunger Games did she not find come across Battle Royale. Fucking yeah. Battle Royale. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> She's like, no, I'd never even heard of it until someone was like, hey, that's that mega not... popular book you wrote is kind of like this one. Yeah, that's <laughs> not even a goddamn homage. They She stole that shit and was like, oh, Americans haven't heard of this. Even See, though it's like so... Tarantino's favorite fucking movie. My opinion on those... Um those types of things is I don't, I don't mind so much uh, when you take a story and repurpose it and kind of come up with another story. Now you may point out that it's more a copy than it is uh, taking elements later down the line. And that's fine. But in general, not, not just specifically this movie, but in general, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me because it's um, like, it's almost impossible to have something that's a hundred percent original. Oh, for sure. But, like, it, it comes down to, like, what what the core of it is. And in this movie, it, it it's like what um, Bruce Campbell said when talking about Duke Nukem. Yeah, Hamid, that, that Duke Nukem is, is basically a giant homage to him. That's cool and all. A check is cooler. <laughs> uh, and it's the same way, like, when Darian Afranowski, uh was making Requiem for a Dream. He paid to have the rights for the anime Perfect Blue... So that he could use one fucking scene from Perfect Blue in that. Which is also why when he did Black Swan, which is basically a fucking... Yeah, per- uh, live action Perfect Blue, Blue yeah. Uh, eh, not, I wouldn't call it... It's definitely... You definitely couldn't have put that out without someone being like, you straight up stole that. Like, But he has the rights to it, so he can do that. And like, so my point is, like, homages are cool, but like... I, I have a hard time finding... So would finding... you feel like, before we even get into the discussion of, of similarities between Ghost and Shell and Matrix, would you feel differently if they had done the same thing where they had the rights to Ghost in the Shell and they were but just like... But, dude, they would have to have the, the rights stuff. to Ghost in the Shell, Terminator, fuck it, like, there's way too, like, they would have to, like, have the rights to a Philip K. Dick speech in 1979, like, <laughs> they literally, like... Oh, you know what? We'll get into that in a second. We, I want to give Kenneth the chance to, yeah, to explain uh, his coming up with the Matrix and and all of that jazz. So, Kenneth, but, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I just want to Oh, okay, go so, ahead, Jay. Uh, so, after, after being exposed to this movie, um, I actually started hunting down kung fu movies that use this wire work. I found a bunch at Blockbuster in the foreign movie section. And so, regardless of whatever it, it borrowed or stole from... It opened my world of cinema to all kinds of stuff. And had it, had I not seen The Matrix beforehand, I would not have been interested in Crouching Tiger. I saw Crouching Tiger in the theater with subtitles simply because of how interested in wire work kung fu I was after watching The Matrix. Your I would probably... What? Your statement right there is why I deem this movie more of an action movie over a sci-fi movie because almost everyone I talk to about The Matrix... They always talk about the special effects and the fight scenes and the gunplay and stuff like that. And they talk and, they, and it makes them go look for things like uh, the, mostly it's the gunplay and the fighting scenes so they go look for the for you know Crouch Tiger Hidden Dragon or a John Woo movie or something like that. No one ever fucking talks to me about like oh the story was so good I had to look up where they got the science fiction parts of it, the fucking jacking into the neck. I learned they got that from Ghost in the Shell, or the the I, the a big obvious one is is the uh, fucking Skynet uh, from Terminator relationship. 
uh, are looking at like almost no one ever talks about the fucking story of this film as much as they go, oh, I loved all the fucking flying kung fu kicks and the flashy guns, which is why I deem this movie way more an action movie than a sci-fi movie. If I was doing a list of top sci-fi movies, I, I, I would not put this on the list because I do feel like it is mostly an action movie. You know what's funny about that is I never think to look up uh, movies with similar storylines after I watch a movie. But like you at all, like to at look all up... in any situation, like I'm, I, this isn't a, this isn't a saying your point is invalid because it is. You're right. Everybody does talk about the action, but in general, um, like I'll try and look up genres, but I don't ever think, man, the aspect of that movie was cool. I think I'm going to look up other other movies with the same aspect. Um, so that's a that's a that's a pretty cool uh, that's a observ- good observation that I hadn't really thought about. Yeah, because I know a lot of people are like Jerry's being really mean about the Matrix. And I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to go, look, let's make sure we're giving credit where credit is due here. Uh, and I just feel like this movie needs to have a giant asterisk on it for that reason. Um, okay. Uh, Jay, are you good? Can we pass it? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. Ken, all right, go all right. Cool, cool. Uh, sorry. I know. I. It's weird for me. I've never talked about The Matrix this much. Uh, so I have all these responses to the thing y'all are saying. I'm going to try to hold back, but it's kind of hard. Uh, y'all make my brain work. Uh, Kenneth, mm-hmm. uh, Matrix, go ahead. I saw this movie in the theater also. Um, I really didn't have a whole lot of background on it. Um, I was looking for something to watch, and somebody came to me, and uh, I can't remember who it was, but they were just like, why don't we go see The Matrix? And I was like, okay, let's go see it, because I was 16. And uh, we went and saw it. Uh, the one biggest thing that I can remember about the experience itself was there were so many people in the theater that I had to sit right up front and that was fucking lame because I was looking up at the screen, you know, trying to keep up with everything that was going on. It is the worst movie experience. Like I did that for star Wars, the force awakens. It's fuck. It guy ruins a movie. Right. But I still really enjoyed it. I still really enjoyed the story behind it. Um, I was very, taken back at the fact of you know at this point in time in my life out of all the shit that i had you know uh, had thrown at me from you know uh, a mental standpoint living in a virtual world that we didn't know was a new thing for me um because at that time when i was 16 you couldn't go everywhere and just find anime the p- closest place that we could get it was there was a store. It was Tim's. Uh, it was the comic book shop. It was Tim's. Jack, oh, uh, yeah, Jerry, yeah. you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Back then, it used to be right over beside uh, Little Caesars. And it was $80 for a VHS tape. Right. Jesus. Okay. It was expensive as shit. And uh, yeah, anime st- VHS tapes in the 90s were no fucking joke. Right. And so when we, you know, like when I went in there and I fucking got Vampire Hunter D for the first time and I bought Vampire Hunter D on VHS, that fucker cost me like, I think it was like $60. Yeah. For Vampire Hunter D, the first one. And, and, you know, uh, the, the biggest that I had been involved with when it came to anime was like, at that point in time, was like uh, stuff that my buddy Shane had had. So he had like Record of Lotus Wars and fucking, um, you know, that was I a had. Great series. Yes, it was fucking amazing. Um, that one, uh, Vampire Hunter D, um, 
what else? What else? He was really into Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. So uh, I, I I watched a lot of that. I did um, laugh at the Dragon Ball Z reference uh, in the fighting in the Matrix. Uh, the biggest place that you can see that is in the third one. <laughs> oh, do they did they do the multi? The oh no, I was talking about the 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 when they start throwing the hand punches so fast you see multiple hands. Yeah, uh, that's straight up Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah. yeah, yep, absolutely. The fighting in the air though, in the third one, I was yeah, just at like, yeah, the end one, that's it's. Uh, yeah, and they hit Dragon each other so. Yeah, and they hit each other so hard that you can see the energy come off of them, and the rain stops and shit. I was like, yep. this is all Dragon Ball right here. <laughs> yep, and then they land at the end and make the big fucking craters like yeah, right, yeah. right. Dude, that's so Dragon Ball Z. But uh, but yeah, so that was the that was the most that I had been introduced to anime itself. So I didn't know Ghost in the Shell. I didn't know Neon Genesis. You know, I had seen Akira, you know, at that point. But I, you know, I really hadn't seen a whole lot else, except for what was on like Toonami and shit. And so, uh, and Ninja Scroll, I'd seen Ninja Scroll. Um, but I was no stranger to Asian movies. And Jerry can attest for this. My dad yes. was huge into Asian movies. So I was no stranger to Asian movies. So the wire work and shit really wasn't anything new to me. But as I said earlier, when we were talking, it was very new to the majority of to the majority of American audiences, like Jerry said, it was very new at the time. Most people didn't know about shit like that, and so uh, honestly, the biggest movie I can think of with wireworks for a mainstream American audience by then was Mortal Kombat. Like literally, that's the like because wireworks have always been used, but but it's usually used for like big jumps or, or like. Stuff like that. It's not used for. It wasn't used as much for fighting, um, like it was in Mortal Kombat. The reason I bring that was because it was in the fighting. It wasn't there for like Liu Kang doing his bicycle kick and shit. Yeah, yeah, and then the the see, my my brain didn't even put those two together even after because it doesn't wirework kung fu doesn't yeah the Matrix. Its entire fucking setup, the way the film is edited. It is edited like an anime. Like, you can go watch interviews with uh, big-time anime directors from Japan talking about The Matrix, and they will tell you that when they were watching, they were like, wait, I do shit like that in anime. How do they do that in real life? I did that in anime. I don't, I, I'm, like, there was this one guy who literally, and I can't remember what fucking anime he directed, which kind of pisses me off. I wish I would it down. But he was like, when I saw that, and I saw that they filmed and edited it like how I make anime, I was worried because I thought that was the end for us. They can do it live action now. Yeah, but see, the thing about it is, 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 you know, I hear what you're saying, Jerry, and I definitely hear what you're saying, Jay, about how much you love the movie and things like that. And this, and this right here is my main perspective on the Matrix. Okay. And this is it in a nutshell. And there's going to be more than one thing that I discussed, but my, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I really enjoyed it. I love the way it was shot. The fucking atmosphere of it was beautiful. I love the green, the overall green of everything to match, you know, the, the coating and whatnot, except for when you're in like the real world and it goes from green to like this gray color, you know, because like the dismal fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like being inside the Nebuchadnezzar and shit like that, you know? So I really, really enjoyed the way it was shot. Everything, the acting in certain spots was a little bit, eh, you know, like Carrie Ann Moss's acting, especially in that opening sequence where she's up there and the fucking the 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 cops or whatever come up there and whatever and she gets on the phone and she's like god damn it and all the rest of that okay. she's like you're fucking acting with shit can i ask y'all a question on the acting what okay uh for the most part i think the acting in this movie is awful um 
uh, besides the bald head dude who uh, betrays everybody and uh, Agent Smith. Everyone acting in this movie is just bad to me. Um, with Agent Smith, I thought it was interesting. His was interesting because while his voice is very monotone, his face is not. And I was just like, oh man, his, his voice is wooden, but his face isn't. It's fucking great. But when it came to like Morpheus, um, uh, Trinity and Neo, which everyone, everyone already knows. I'm not a big, I don't think Keanu Reeves is that good of an actor. I've said it many times. Uh, he's I just, not. I, I just don't think he is. Uh, um, I think he's one of the most dedicated actors out there, but he's not a good actor. And all three of their acting in this movie, to me, uh, and, and the other people that were aboard the ship, is just bad. It comes off very wooden. And I got to thinking, I was like, is it supposed to be like this? Like, are, is, is it because they live in such a depressed air? Like, why do they not have emotions? Why do they talk in monotone? Why do they barely express anything in their faces? See, I think everybody's got their own reason for that. Like Morpheus, I think, I think, I think Lawrence Fishburne was trying to do that stoic fucking captain. Uh, you know, I know everything. He got told kind of thing. to play a character that was in uh, the comic book Sandman. I don't remember which specific one, but they basically set him down and was, was like, "Was it Morpheus?" <laughs> I don't the, uh, know. Lord but they were just in Sandman too. Uh, well, this, okay, okay. I, I legit don't know. Sandman, and I don't know what you're talking about. So this is my perspective on it. Okay, uh, and I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying. It, this is the way I look at it. The way I see the way I see each individual character for that type of thing is like I see that in Lawrence Fishburne. Now I'm not saying he does it very well, but I'm saying that that's kind of what I see in him. Is that kind of stoic? You know what I'm saying? And then with. Um, uh, with Carrie Ann Moss's Trinity character, I, 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 I agree with you. I just don't think her acting was good throughout the movie at all. I just don't. I, I, I think I think she got better as time progressed, but I really don't. Um, there were things that Lawrence Fishburne did that I really didn't care for. Like when they like when they're in that, that bathroom where he busts through the wall. You know what I'm saying? That whole oh before he busts through the wall, I thought was fucking retarded. Um, and the 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 every time he got hit. You know what I'm saying? During that whole scene where he's fighting Smith, he's got this whole huh, 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 kind of thing going. And I was just like, uh, that's ridiculous. That sounds it, like me when I blow you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you that sounds like chicks on porno, man. Yeah, for it's, sure. But, but go back and watch it. No, and no, I agree. exactly the way he sounds. And, and I'm sitting there and the whole time I'm watching this scene, I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid. Because it was just too much. It was like even when Smith reaches up and grabs him around the throat, he's like, you know, like exactly like you just said, like he's taking a big old dick in the mouth. Uh, yeah, that's straight down the throat. When, and I, I'll get into my negatives later, but I, I did want to ask that because there was a part of me that was like, is the acting like this on purpose or are they just a like just badly acting in this movie? Does the acting take you know second and third place? Two more important things like the action scenes. I, I see, I don't know. I, I didn't think Keanu Reeves' acting was that bad. Um, mm. I actually like most of the movies that he's in. Uh, I like his acting in most of the movies that he's in. Um, I'm one of those people that has made a disconnect from him as the surfer guy from Bill and Ted and, and, and Point Oh, Break. I don't think of him as the surfer guy from those movies. He either plays surfer guy or he plays monotone dude. Like it just he's just bland. he's oatmeal. He's like and no one wants to flavor him up. You know, but I mean I like him in most of everything that he's in. I enjoy it. Um but you know the acting to me in this movie was not the greatest. 
But I think the storyline behind it I thought was really good. And then the last point that I'm going to make is stolen or not, borrowed however you want to put it. I think the greatest thing that this movie did is it brought attention to all that shit that fucking goddamn, I'm going to use Jerry's term, that it stole from. And I honestly believe that damn anime writers, uh, kung fu movie writers and stuff like that, people that produce these movies, made these movies and so on, made a fucking chunk of change after this movie came out because more people wanted to see shit like that. Oh, I will say, like, when I was watching uh, this this thing about uh, uh, anime directors and shit talking about it, like, they definitely were not hating. They were like, it was awesome. We can't believe they were able to do the stuff we could do. Um, now, none of them were, like, specifically directors from, like, Ghost in the Shell or anything like that. So it was right. hard for me to, like, like, I don't know how the, the people behind Ghost in the Shell 1995 movie feel about it. Uh, because there's multiple, like, shot-for-shot shot things in Ghost in the Shell that appear in this movie. Um, and then, and so, I mean, let's see. Um, do y'all want to hear my positives or my negatives? Uh, I want to hear an example of a scene-for-scene Oh, sure. An Start, anime. Uh, uh, because this is a point where I'm ignorant, and I definitely want to okay. be educated. Um, yeah, do Ghost in the Shell, because I can't remember either. Okay, so uh, one of my favorite ones that when I was watching the movie, I was like, because there's little ones, like specific, like there's little ones, uh, the rooftop chase with Trinity, um, how uh, they land and stuff mimics uh, a rooftop chase in Ghost in the Shell, uh, even like to the point where how the agent lands and how hard he hits, his pose, how the ground goes in, that is straight up from the major cats, uh, major in Ghost in the Shell, jumping and landing. Like, fucking, I watched clips of both of them together. And it is, bam, right there. Um, you, and, cause at first I was like, oh, they did the comic book landing. But after watching that, I was like, oh, no, that's, that is, that's Major Katsuragi. Uh, showing, you know, her weight was from the android body. His weight is because, uh, he can, uh, rewrite the code to adjust things on the fly in the Matrix. Um, but uh, one of the biggest scenes to me, there's a uh, chase scene uh, towards the end where Keanu Reeves is running away from the agent, mm-hmm. and it goes through the crowd, uh, and like he runs past watermelons that get shot up and everything, uh, and he's running into people, all that. So that is directly taken from Ghost in the Shell when Bato... He's the one who goes to the show that's got the white ponytail and yep, the yep. goggles on his eyes. Um, he's running through, bumping into people, uh, and in that scene, watermelons get shot up. Like, it is fucking, like, bam, 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 Ghost in the Shell made real life and put in and put into this movie. Like, it is fucking on there. Um... Uh, the neck jacking in scene, that's straight up Ghost in the Shell. Uh, but, like, there's also, if you remember the beginning of Ghost in the Shell, um, they, the, uh, she has her body being made and getting lifted out of the, the white fluids. Uh, they took that, and they also combined it with the end of Ghost in the Shell when she's in her last fight scene and she gets her head grabbed and the way it's grabbed by the machine, the way it holds her head and lifts her body up and and uh, grabs her neck. That, uh, both of those two scenes combined actually make the goose scene where Keanu Reeves is 
pulled up by the robot by his face coming out of this white glue. Like, even the way his body is, is like, limp hanging backwards is from Ghost in the Shell. Like, it's, it, it like, watching those scenes back to back, uh, it's, it's, well, there's two scenes of Ghost in the Shell to make that one scene. But it's just fucking crazy how spot on they got it. Like, they literally were like, when they went to the producer and said, we want to make Ghost in the Shell, they did it. And you know what? Hollywood, fuck the Scarlett Johansson Ghost in the Shell movie. Just let the Wachowskis make Ghost in the Shell live action. Just do it. They know what they're doing. They literally use scenes from it. They got that fucking down. The gunplay um, that a lot of you think is from John Woo. Uh, there's that scene in the Matrix where he's shooting, uh, the gun and as the bullet hits, the water gets shot up and it, and goes like right across from where the guy is standing in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end with the minigun. That is from Ghost in the Shell. That is when, uh, uh, Major Katsuragi is wearing the invisible, uh, fucking camouflage and is chasing the guy who has the fucking, uh, like altered gun that's like a hand gun but it like fucking fires like a goddamn uh uh kenneth what's the guns that shoot bullets really fast uh, Uzi or some shit like a mini gun uh that scene is 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 like exactly like ghost in the shell uh now all the other gunplay i'm most of it yeah is from that but like ghost in the shell has like major katsuragi hiding behind uh big concrete posts that get shot up and deteriorate while she's hiding behind them uh, yeah, at the end versus the spider tank, right? Yes. Um, so, like, a, a, a lot of that. And, like, a lot of the stuff talked about in Ghost of the Shell, uh, philosophy-wise, um, they, like, it's it's very similar. Uh, you're just slightly changing it from Ghost in the Shell where you're arguing, what's the difference? When do you no longer become human with robotic and cybernetic enhancements? Uh, your soul, or in that movie, your ghost, uh, as long as you still have that, are you still a human being? Uh, and in this movie, it's, it's, are you even a human being if you're in the Matrix? I just watched a side-by-side comparison on YouTube. Dude, is it not spot on? Some of them really are. Like the one where, uh, the one you were talking about, about the, uh, the street, the street ramp, the street. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, and the melons and shit. Yeah. That one was exactly the same. Um, the one where, uh, where what's her name from ghost in the shell falls down and she's naked. And then the thing picks her up out of the fluid and shit by the head. And then in the matrix, it's got Neo by the neck. That one was pretty goddamn close. That one was really close. The opening segment for both of them was exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, even the the great uh, green text lines that show up in the Matrix vertically, in the uh, Ghost in the Shell, it's done going across. But, like, even Ghost in the Shell has, like, numbers appearing, like how it's, like, 506 or something appears in the Matrix Mm -hmm. and, like, dissolves into something. Like, that's straight up from Ghost in the Shell, Um, which I do want to say, I I do love the green uh, text in um, fucking... The Matrix. That was really cool. Uh, that is one thing I would say. I kind of dig that a little bit better than how it's done in Ghost in the Shell. Uh, but yes, yeah, so much of this fucking movie is Ghost in the Shell, and like uh, the the story uh, definitely takes stuff from multiple things in science. Like 
us living in a simulation was not a new thing. Um, for science fiction fans, not a new thing. Phil- well, see, the, the crazy thing that I found out later on is that there are people that actually believe it. Yes. Oh, you know 100%. what I'm saying? There are, there are, there's, and I don't mean like a few people. I mean, there's like mm. a big-ass group of people. That technically, you can't prove if they're wrong. <laughs> right. That's the thing about yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, and, 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 the, and the crazy thing about that is, is I don't, I, I don't 100% that <clears throat> think that people that believe that we live in a simulation are off their rocker like I believe that flat earth people are. Yeah, I mean Philip K. Dick said it in the nineteen in like nineteen seventy nine at a conference. Um, there has been had been multiple books written about it before the Matrix came out. Obviously, uh, the big philosophy book that was written. I think it, I want to say it was either nineteen eighty one or nineteen eighty nine. I can't remember, but it's the one that that a lot of the philosophy from this movie is taken from. That I said that the guy who wrote it. Uh, said the Matrix is completely wrong. In fact, he hates the Matrix, and if you call him, oh, the Matrix guy, he gets really pissed off. Simulacra <laughs> um, and simulation. Yeah, like that whole book, book is about us living in a simulation and uh, how that would affect us as humans and hum- and what would be humanity then. Uh, like, there's so much of that. Uh, like, like I said earlier, th- like, I do not believe there is any actual originality in this movie uh but i do think it was genius to take all this stuff that the the mainstream didn't really know because unless you were into that specific thing you just didn't know unless you were really into comic books or really into manga or anime or like heavy science fiction because this ain't like star wars like what they took on was a heavy science fiction um like the closest mainstream thing they stole from was Terminator. Uh, and even then I'm pretty sure I could probably find something, uh, like robots raising up and, and taking over isn't necessarily a new thing. Uh, their differences is just focusing more on the AI, which you also saw in, uh, you see in other fucking science fiction, but that's deep science fiction. That's deep cuts that you weren't knowing are the wire fight. Like their genius was taking all of that in a culture that was getting, that was just prime and ready because of uh, of the digital age booming, because of the internet, because of video games. Because uh, this movie is shot like an anime, like a video game, and like a comic book. And see, that's the thing about it. I mean, you know, that's the one thing that I was saying earlier that I have to give this movie credit for. Is it, it, it brought... Instead of fucking the audience discovering the medium, it brought the medium to the audience. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's why I. Th- that's what I really do believe is the genius of this movie. It 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 knew what I mean because they brought it to producers. They didn't. The producers didn't know any of the shit. But they. But the Wachowskis were like, these are what the fucking kids know about. But it wasn't like a, still a widely known thing. It was just certain different kids. It was really nerdy kids, but it was nerdy to very specific subjects because not everyone who was deep into comic books was deep into science fiction novels or deep into kung fu movies or deep into anime. They had all these different things that they were able to bring together in this melting pot. And it's crazy to me that they had their finger in all these different fucking pots and were able to put it together and make this movie as their second fucking movie. Right. Like, like that is insane to me. Um, I think they did a great job. But also, I do have my own issues with the movie itself. Well, we're not in negatives yet. We're, we're going <laughs> to so do let's, positives. Let's get, there. 
We're going to do <laughs> positives first. Um, uh, so, uh, like I said, the positives is, is like they is a lot of my positives are how much effort they put into pre-production, um, how, how they blended so many things so well. And that's about it. Um, I don't really have that much for positive. I do have, I honestly do have more negatives than I have positives. Uh, some of them are going to be specific to me. Uh, some of them y'all might see where I'm coming from, uh, or agree or disagree. Maybe y'all can convince me that I'm looking at something wrong. I don't know. Um, Jay, I'm sure you have tons of positives. Is there a few things you really want to highlight? Um, so the special effects always kind of blew my mind. Um, the camera work. So for like Neo's bullet dodge scene, they, and maybe I'm wrong about this. I thought they invented the technique used for it, but maybe I'm wrong. So there Uh, are people who claim that they did something like that before. And I can kind of see it. Um, but that argument to me is there's who created it and who perfected it. You know, there's the last broadcast and the Blair Witch Project. You know, you might have got there first by a little bit, but you didn't perfect it uh, in the way that the mainstream held it. And I'll be honest, I need to do more research on the whole bullet time argument because there is, there, there is a lot more I did not get to. Oh, I'm um, not even talking about bullet time. I'm talking, so to have the camera rotate around... Uh, oh, the, yeah, that was already Keanu a thing. Reeves, yes. that was built, that was a thing. Uh, pedestals um, yeah that that was already a thing that did the two things that they did different is they added more cameras uh and they shot at a very very different speed than most people shot in yeah it ended um, up being what 30 frames per second instead of 24 uh, like, yeah yeah like normally it's 24 um and they i think and, and they did much higher um but uh people have argued that their pedestal thing had been done before like i said the whole bullet because i put the bullet time not only the special effect um because honestly the special effect of bullets coming through and the wavy shit i'm just like i saw that in donnie darko i've seen that um but in combination with the camera work um i think that they were the first people to really combine the two things i thought it was fucking beautiful uh I, my favorite part about that is that keanu reeves actually gets hit that Neo actually does get hit by the bullet. Right. I did. What I, do thought you mean? Was, I thought that holds. Where he, he gets grazed by the bullet. He doesn't actually dodge it. Oh, I thought you meant like the actor like actually got hit by it. I was like, oh, I no, no, no. I heard this story. No, no, no. Uh, uh, no, no. I mean, a lot of people got fucking hurt in this movie. Like, uh, I think Kenneth brought up uh, uh, the mosque uh, hurting her ankle uh, and then just not telling anyone. Yeah, uh, she didn't want to. She, didn't, she wanted to finish it up. <laughs> uh, not only that, she thought if uh, something happened to her, she might get recast later on, uh, and she didn't want that to happen because apparently it happened pretty early on. A lot of people got hurt so bad in this movie that they had to postpone a lot of the action scenes until the very end of filming. Because uh, uh, the guy who played um, Agent Smith, he got hurt. Er, yeah, he got hurt early on, and they had to and had to have surgery. And they had to pro in all, uh, surgery on his hip, and they had to postpone all his shit till the end for the uh, action stuff. Oh, that's funny. I think it's crazy that Hugo Weaving was in two of the biggest fucking trilogies to come out around that time period. 
Uh, yeah, right. Lord of the Rings in this one. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say what trilogy? Yeah, he was in uh, Lord well, of the okay, Rings yeah, and The Matrix. I mean, I don't like either one of those trilogies. So, well, yeah, I guess so, I can't say that about Matrix because I haven't really. But my point is, at the time period, those were two of the around that era. There were those were two of the biggest fucking trilogies to come out. I mean, and for him to be in both of them, and then for him to go on and be in V for Vendetta, which I don't know if you liked it, but I thought V for Vendetta was fucking great. I Uh, love written by the Wachowskis. Yeah, I thought that movie was fucking amazing. I really love that one, and so you know, uh, which is crazy to me because you never actually see his face in that. My only problem with V for Vendetta is the <sighs> Guy Fox as as a fucking actual person in history. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. He's not a good fucking person. He's I keep not trying a to person tell people this. That, that that you want to use as your big thing of rebellion and freedom. No, he was a fucking religious fucking tyrant. So I, it's just that bothers me so much. The movie is beautifully done, beautifully shot, and everything. I just can't stand the use of Guy Fox. It breaks me out of that movie so bad because every time I see it, I'm just like, you fuckers. Ugh. I'm sorry. Um, but I still love the movie. And I thought, and my favorite thing about the movie is that Hugo Weaving was in it and you never see his face. Yep. It's true. I thought that was awesome. True. Um, uh, where were we even at? What were we even talking Positives. about? Positives. Positives. Um, yeah, JD, you have more positives? Um, well, like, yeah. The whole specific... movie is a positive for me. Well, I meant like specific <laughs> things you wanted to point out. Uh, so I said the special effects, um, the actor's dedication to uh, to learning the martial arts moves um, was really good. Um, I don't know, man. Besides, without being able to just rant and rave about the movie... Um, the wardrobe. I should probably just stop because I liked I liked so much. <laughs> yeah, the wardrobe was very uh, Columbine rave. Um, right. That was cool. Uh, they actually originally made everything in leather and had to change all of it uh, to lighter materials because fine. Uh, Nobody could kung fu uh, in it. No, no, no. They could kung fu in it. Uh, the jackets wouldn't move even with uh, like fans on them. They were too heavy. Oh, that's funny. Uh, um, and they I do wanted think the whippy my, Somebody asked me once why they all wear sunglasses, and my theory on that is it was the Wachowskis' way of doing um, anime eyes in live action without making it ridiculous. Uh, maybe. I, I never really gave it thought. I did think it was interesting that uh, uh, Agent Smith is the only agent that takes off his glasses. The other two agents, they never take off their glasses. Not until Neo takes them off their face in the second one. I think the movie well, that's not in this sponsored movie. by Ray-Ban. No, actually, uh, Ray-Ban did not make these glasses. It was a company out of the UK, I think, that actually hands make. Uh, they hand make every pair of glasses they sell. Uh, it was a, it was an artesian like kind of thing. They didn't mass produce glasses, um, and uh, they won because uh, the glasses they made to take to them. They uh, put a little bit of each character's names into the glasses, like oh Neo, Morpheus. Like uh, they did that, and so they were actually flown. The guy who uh, who only who was like the best one, he was flown down to Australia to make the glasses, uh, custom glasses, for the movie during the shoot. But Ray Ban did not make them. Okay, uh, my, uh, something happened, and 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 uh, some and and don't I'm not I'm not disputing you because I completely believe you and that's fucking cool, but 
something happened with Ray-Ban at some point in time within the trilogy. And I don't, uh, and it may have been something negative. I can't remember. So I, I want to say that Ray-Ban got pissed off because one of the pairs of glasses was like a style of their pair and they wanted to sue or something. I can't, I, I, mean, I can't remember. I don't know if that happened. I don't think it had, it happened with the first Matrix movie because I feel like I would have found that in my research. But, I mean, there's a lot of shit for this movie. But so then again, there, you know, that could have been another movie. But, you know, I, I want to say I want to say that, but I can't remember. Yeah, all right. But well, I thought uh, Morpheus's glasses that didn't have any fucking goddamn uh, uh, legs to hold on to his ears. Where they oh, were just yeah. kind of sitting yeah, on his yeah, face. That was, that was I thought cool. that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I wanted um, that fucking phone, man. Right. It's, it was, it's an actual Nokia phone. Yeah, I know, but they were fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Kenneth, do you have any specific positives you want to talk about? Um, I really, I brought up the atmosphere already. I really like that. Um, I like the way that the city looks. Um, it's hard for me to explain it. uh, it, The city doesn't look like the, or the spots that they choose. It doesn't look like a normal city. If that makes sense, even though uh, I know it's so, filmed. But it's not supposed to. Uh, they actually had a hard time finding uh, American-looking slums in Australia, so they actually had to kind of create a lot of them in Australia. Right, okay. So it had a very specific look to it, kind of more of like rundown brick. You know what I'm saying, if that makes sense? Uh, a lot of fucking... Um, a lot of like the staircases and shit like that look like more of the iron, like, like fucking fire escape type shit and stuff like that, which I really thought was cool. It looked um, very New Yorkish. It, it had a very similar look to, um, uh, seven to an extent, but it had its own flair to it. I can't describe it, but it, 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 it was like yeah, less that, rain. but it, yeah, but it was like that, but it was, it had its, I, I, like I said, I can't describe it, but it had its own flair. I'll give it that. And, uh, I really liked, like, in Morpheus's scenes where they, uh, the, the, the old school TV and the old school ratty ass chairs and shit like that, that were in the, uh, in the place where they took Neo up right when they gave him the pill, all that shit. I really liked the look of that, like that, like, like the building had been, had been sitting there and rotting with that shit in it since the fucking thirties or forties. I like that look. Um, when he, when Morpheus is explaining the whole thing to Neo, uh, where he's like, this is the the desert of the real, which I thought was a stupid-ass fucking line. Uh, it's oh, from like a book. One. It's actually uh, from the philosophy book in real life. Yeah, well, well, Lawrence Fishburne said it ridiculous, and, and I hated it. Um, but that, the, like, that whole look where it goes in the chair and the TV is still sitting there, you know, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I like the digital effects on that. That was pretty I awesome. I do like uh, in, when he first takes... Uh, neo into their their simulations not the matrix but their training simulations mm-hmm. uh and he's walking through the town and he sees the red the chick in the red dress mm-hmm. if you look at that scene you'll see multiple people that are the same and repeated uh to right. show that this is not the matrix okay. uh, because they had to they because they programmed it themselves and they programmed uh to make it easier multiple of the same people uh, well, I'll go back and look at that because I never really paid it any mind. Uh, those are a lot of those are actual real twins. Yes, they uh, ca- did a casting call for uh, twins and triplets. And that's pretty fucking cool. So yeah, I mean, I'll go back and check that out. But th- yeah, that's another thing that's cool about it. So a lot of the attention to detail that that was given to like sets and and that and and different things, I really 
to me, those are the positives, the how far that they go into that kind of thing. You know, like I love the set for the dojo where uh, Neo and Morpheus fight each other for the first time right after Neo gets all the fucking shit downloaded into his head. I really like the dojo. I thought it looked cool as fuck. How do you feel about the inside of the spaceship? Inside of the Nebuchadnezzar? Yeah. Um, I thought that that was kind of pretty typical in my in my opinion. Okay. Good, because a lot of reviews I read were talking about how original the inside of that was. You could see the wires exposed, and I'm like, you could see the wires exposed in the Millennium Falcon. I don't, I don't know yeah, what the that, problem. I don't know how original it was for sci-fi ships, but I did like it. Like it, it oh gave yeah, it's, off the atmosphere of a raggedy old put together. Yeah, it's ship. fine. It looks like a shittier right. version of the Nostromos in the inside. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, to me, it was typical. Except for there's a scene where fucking uh, Cypher is talking to Trinity, and he's like, they're right outside of Neo's door, and he's leaned up against it. I remember I was, you bringing me dinner. Right, exactly. Okay, yeah. when you look at that scene and you look at it real close, you can, and, and you ain't even really got to look at it real close. If you just pay attention, you can tell where all that shit that's on the outside of that door is painted on because it was made and it didn't they i think they did a real shitty job of making it look aged in that spot for a close-up scene i i I noticed it right off the bat when i was watching it yeah i didn't i didn't really care for that but the rest of it i mean it looked like a typical fucking you know hover ship that was going through stuff it looked typical to me i didn't really you know i didn't fucking jack off after i saw it you know what i'm saying i've never jacked off the spaceships is that something we're supposed to be doing Hey, man, depending on how good it was, if I was to do it for the Nostromo, yeah, because that one was fucking amazing. I have come multiple times to the Event Horizon. Right, there you uh, go. I mean, I usually jerk off to Sigourney Weaver and her cotton panties and tank top, but that has nothing to do with the spaceship. I'm sorry. To me, the to me for me personally, the Nostromo is the definitive for me. It looks fucking great. I love See, and this what is they the problem with, with me discovering film and cinema as a, like hobby way later in life is so i didn't see aliens like 15 is probably about when i started to really get into movies and watching them to watch movies not just to you know not just as something to do yeah the guy had already seen ghost in the shell before i saw the matrix yeah and see i hadn't a more refined palette (laughs) i was deep into anime um no, but at the at same time, I mean, age. you take me for for instance. I had seen many, many Asian movies at this point. Most of them not porn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because my dad, yeah, Jay, I can't explain it to you it, it, to the fullest. Okay, my dad would have preferred to watch Asian cinema over American cinema. Oh yeah, my dad watched Asian dramas, dude. I mean, it it was. It was intense. Like if you like, whenever you get to come down here, I've got my dad's Asian movie collection. Okay, I'll show you. <laughs> I mean, he he would buy them from the same company and have them numbered in a row because That's this Asian, cool. this Asian company that made the movies would put it each movie they put out they would put a number as they put it out and he had them in a row. That's awesome. I really got into them. There was a uh, in one of the malls where I grew up. There was a, a little kiosk that popped up. And they're probably all <laughs> bootleg Asian movies. Then maybe they might have been bootlegs. I'm not sure, but I I, I would anime. go there and they yeah. had like the the four. You know, they'd give you a deal if you bought multiple. And I yeah. would just buy any movie that looked interesting to me. And I got super heavy into Asian cinema um, because of that. But yeah, 
Yeah, dude, I I, I, done, I bought anime from one of them one time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I guess let's get into some negatives. Because um, I think Ooh, this, let's is, go. this is uh, where we're going to see uh, where I, I really stand. Um, so, I'm just going to straight up say it, that uh, I find this movie boring. I was bored the entire movie. Uh, I, I wrote in my notes... They are in a dojo. I'm bored. I'm more interested in the rise of the AI and how we destroyed the sky. I really don't care about these characters and their wooded acting. Um, the gun shootout scene in the lobby is slow and boring. Even the fucking music is monotoned. Uh, all the all these action poses that work in comic books, video games, and anime just come off as cringy and lame. Uh, Shaw Brother jumps are better left in Hong Kong because in old, in those movies. They like it had the cheesiness of it works for me. In this movie, it's not supposed to be cheesy, and it just looks really cheesy. Uh, it's it's the power, and like when he when Trinity fucking kisses him, and he comes back to life. I'm just like it's the power <laughs> of love. I mean, everyone considers this movie so original when it literally takes every cliche possible and throws it together with a bunch of nerd shit that the mass audience didn't know. And got away with a semblance of originality. It's Ghost in the Shell, Isaac Asimov, the, blah, 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 you've heard all that. Uh, my biggest thing for this movie is, it is so fucking heavy with action movie tropes, comic book tropes, anime tropes, and cliches that are all well-established cliches. Um, and a lot of it just comes off extremely cheesy and and cringy to me and fucking lame. I don't like the fight scenes. I do not like the shootouts. I think uh, the in- most interesting stuff of the st- of the story. <coughs> oh fuck! Hold up one second. <coughs> oh god, he's Barely killed. Oh. Mm. Fuck! I just died on live. Um, I-, I just find this entire movie boring and lame and cringy. And the most interesting stuff, how the Matrix came about. How the AI took over, what cre- who created the AI, um, and and how we blacked out the goddamn sky. Like, that shit is way more interesting to me. And it just gets thrown aside so they can say dumb philosophical, philosophical fucking blah, blah, philosophical. blah shit. Philosophical shit. Thank you, Kenneth. Uh, <laughs> about what's reality and what's really real and, and, and all this shit that they're trying to sound fucking... Uh, they're trying to sound smart and pretentious, but they do not sound smart and pretentious. Uh, <laughs> half the lines are delivered like a fucking dummy saying it or a dummy is fucking hearing it. Keanu Reeves fucking head tilts like a fucking dog who thinks you just said treats constantly in this movie. Uh, it's fucking just like, yes, it is made very fucking well, but it is also just extremely boring to me. None of the characters are interesting or even fucking likable for that matter. Uh, you just feel like you feel like the whole time where you're just like, God damn it, Morpheus, just tell him what the fuck is going on and quit being a fucking cunt. Like, just tell him what's going on. Just explain shit to him. Quit being try, quit trying to be fucking mysterious. It, it, you're being an asshole is what you're fucking being. Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I just uh, like. I re I don't like this movie to watch. On the technical aspect, tons of great shit. Uh, I- I've already kind of explained the genius of it or what I think about it. 
But actually, for me watching the movie, the philosophy to me does not work. It does not come out as fucking smart and edgy and fucking uh, anything good. It comes off as fucking dumb because the way the dialogue is written and the, and the way the characters fucking say it just makes it come off fucking dumb. All the good interesting shit, they're not explaining to you. I, I it just it, And to me, all the action scenes in this movie, uh, it's fucking boring it like it's the same shit i think of when i like Zack snyder grew up jacking off to this because god damn does he love to <laughs> slow down and zoom the fucking camera so you can see all the fucking abs on the spartan shit and he took it directly from this fucking movie and slowing down these action scenes so we can tilt the camera and see trinity in a flying uh mango praying mantis post no you're just fucking boring me uh, and that fight scene music in the lobby scene at the end of the movie, who chose that shit? It sounds, it sounds like an 80 year old dude was going to fucking make rave music in the fifties. Like this is 1999. We have harder shit. Blade was already out. You, you, you had the crystal method. What the fuck was that? It, that scene is boring as shit. The gunplay like, they have that scene where, I, I don't I think it's Keanu Reeves, he's doing his fucking uh, cartwheel in the air with no hands, and they stop in the middle of that to cut to a scene of him grabbing a gun off the ground. And then they go back to him doing his wire shit, and I'm like, well, that took me out of that and looked fucking really fucking lame. Um, <laughs> I just, you, like... If cre- you actually take the time to look at that, okay, because I've noticed this, and this was actually going to be one of my gripes. If you take the time to look at that scene, he grabs the rifle from a different spot from the long shot to the close-up shot. And then when it goes back to the long shot after the close-up shot, he's still grabbing the rifle from the wrong spot. So, like, in the close-up shot, he's grabbing the rifle from the, from the grip, from the pistol grip on it. But in the long shot, he's grabbing it from up around the, the grip on the barrel. Yeah. Uh, and, and And the gun scenes in this, to me, are so boring because it's just... Shooting a lot of bullets and a bunch of chaos and and not like, also, the the fucking agents. Uh, you're telling me you can't program in, you can't rewrite the code for them to have perfect aim. I have literally seen retarded chimpanzees have better aim in GoldenEye for the Nintendo 64 than these fucking computer generated programs that can rewrite code on the fucking fly. I understand that they kind of have to miss to make it a movie. Uh, But if they would have had better fucking aim, it would have been more impactful with the line, one day you won't have to dodge the bullets. It would have been more impactful when he didn't have to dodge the bullets, which is why that scene uh, in the bullet time when he gets hit is actually kind of very well done. Um, And at the end of the movie, he doesn't have to, I can just hold my hand up and stop it and... I'm Jesus. Uh, fucking boring, and I didn't fucking. I just did not like it. Um, I guess I'm gonna shut up. And, and before I let Kenneth tear into this, I do honestly want to know if Jay, if, do you have any complaints about the movie? Um, I think it's so. I'm so. Uh, this is hard for me because. Um, or if, if there's any movie, so if there's any movie that it, that is hard for me to be unbiased against, it's this one. I mean, obviously, I have my reasons why I like it. Um, so, as far as things I don't like, um, I didn't like 
the shoe it felt like a shoehorn romance so um obviously trinity had been watching neo forever since they started tracking him and decided they were going to free him uh so it makes sense that she was in love with him well it couldn't um, have been forever because he was too old to be pulled out but they did it anyway so they didn't find him until much later on like well, like, they, like i said since ever whenever they started whenever they decided that he was the one and they were going to free him um so it makes sense that she loves him it doesn't really make sense that for what they showed us anyway that he would fall in love with her um besides the fact that she's like the only woman other than uh switch who's kind of androgynous anyway on the ship supposed to be more um, androgynous she was supposed to be a, a male on the ship and then a female, female yeah in, in, and in they the... kind of do that with her with the the hairstyle and the way that they dress her um which is cool um but so that one i didn't really like the power of love definitely is cheesy um obviously i don't feel the same way about the action as you do <laughs> um it's this movie is nothing but entertaining every time i watch it including the story um and the little stuff inside of it and I can, I just watch it. I can watch it a million times and never get bored of it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to give me. Go ahead and uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, you can think. I'll get. Uh, did you have any responses? Other responses to like the things I said that were negative? I, or? So well, most of the stuff you said is basically just opinion. So it's not like, like I can't. I, there's no way I can convince you that the gunplay is is fun and entertaining, and that the the fight sequences are you know, not boring. I, there's, that's not really a fact. It's just more your opinion and you're definitely, you know, just wrong. To your opinion. Um, I well, just, I'm not wrong. I at least brought up specific <laughs> examples in the scenes of why they didn't work for me. I'm and that's fine. I just, I just, I just don't agree. They, cause everything okay. you said that doesn't work for you, uh, works for me on multiple levels. Um, okay. All right. Well, we'll give it to Kenneth. Let Kenneth uh, bring up his negatives, and uh, if you think of anything, you can throw them in at the end. All right, uh, Kenneth. Negatives. Okay. There are things that just don't make sense to me about this. Okay. And Plot the holes. Never. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I might be be able to retort some of these. Okay. Please, please do. I'm going to start with the one of why on earth. If this okay, so the Matrix basically is nothing but computer codes that are a simulation to fucking goddamn work based on the electrical impulses in your brain to create a reality to keep you a prisoner. Correct. So uh, your yes, body they, doesn't die. Yeah, right. they have to so keep you alive because you're a battery. Yeah, so basically you are a prisoner in a fabricated world to keep you subdued, so that way you can use be used as a battery, right? Correct. And it, and it's based on nothing more than electrical impulses in your brain, just damn near just like a computer. They've basically figured out how to hack the human mind like a computer. Okay, yeah. so what is the point of this the bug thing that they put in Neo? Why? That, I, I thought that was to track him. Yeah, it's supposed to be to track him. But why would you need to do that? Why would you need to have this thing that's supposed to be like a physical thing to Neo to put him in there? Especially oh, when you've got well, the agents that can that can fucking manipulate code at will. What the yes, fuck is but, the point? But of this the agents thing? cannot just know where you are at all time. They have to trace the calls. Yeah, but see, so this, they don't but, just but know where point, Keanu Reeves is at all the time. This, but see, that's the, see, and then and then that right there, that's another hole because at this point, Neo has not been pulled out of the of the machines part of it. At this point, when they put that tracker in him, he has not been pulled out of the machines part of it and went into the fucking the way that the damn Nebuchadnezzar uh, hacks into the Matrix. He was still a part of the whole thing. 
Right, but maybe they can't, they can't track you. Well, maybe it's not, not necessarily... Maybe it's more... Oh. <laughs> it's going to be so fucking hard to find the actual body in the pod because of how many, like, fields they have and harvest, harvesting areas and just how many and there see, literally I dis- are. I, I disagree with that, too. And the reason being that I disagree with that is because I would be willing to bet that because every human being creates their own individualized self inside of this mainframe, then therefore it would constitute that their individualized self would have its own unique fucking goddamn brainwave system that would be utilized inside this system. And so if every single one of them has its own individual brainwave inside the system, that means it would make it even faster for them to be able to find them as long as they were still jacked into the machine's personal mainframe. Man, this movie sucks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't have a good answer for that. Like, I mean... Oh, yeah, I've thought about this one. You're assuming that the humans have different brainwaves and that they're not just like... A subdued brainwave like they can, i don't necessarily you, know if they have different brainwaves that are different enough for people to actually find them yeah but see the thing about it is is if you went into it but for, then again uh, if you that's would ha- the case it would make a collective consciousness so, if they were all the same but then it, but if that is the case how did the fucking humans outside of the matrix find neo's actual body and get it out the pill the red pill they took is a trace program and here we go okay we can go into that too so we could go into that too but for them i can understand it but what's the point in the pill and all the rest of that shit i mean everything in the in the real world that has or everything in the matrix sorry that has a real world um application is basically a a program it is a physical manifestation of a program the red pill is simply a program that they gave to Neo's coding so they could find his body in the real world. Um, As far as the agent thing goes, they wanted Morpheus um, specifically, and they can't turn into, they just turning into Neo wouldn't do anything but get rid of Neo. They had no idea that Neo was the one. Oh, you're right, because they had to track. So they wanted to wait until Neo was with Morpheus before doing so they may have been able to locate him but they wanted the exact location so that they could then either go to where they were or do the thing where they turn where they basically take neo out of it and turn him into an agent and all I they'd have see... to do is they'd have all they'd have all they would have had to do at that point in time was to have sentinel sitting at his body waiting that wouldn't have done anything because they would have had well i guess sentinels sitting there and then if they know that they've done this before and they know they obviously don't know how they're getting them out because they obviously have a huge flaw in their fucking system letting them get shoved down a garbage chute uh maybe the program makes the the robots think that they're dead bodies and to dump them well so you got to remember that these are machines and they're pretty much logical to a fault the so if they're trace told program wakes up Neo, which makes him unuseful. Unuseful is the wrong word. What is the real word I'm trying to say? That's not a word. Uh, useless. <laughs> that makes his body useless to the machine, so they just dispose of him. They don't care. They have no idea. The programs and the machines running the pods and harvesting have no idea that these are the you know people that are turning into their main uh, whatnot. And... Um, Really, the answer to that question specifically is answered in the second one 
when it is revealed that Neo has to exist, the one has to come to be for the Matrix to continue running smoothly because that's how the machines have designed it. Right, but uh, but I'm still at the point where okay, uh, let's go back to where if they were if they were doing this just so they could find Morpheus, okay. So why didn't they have? At this point, I don't understand why the why the the agents would even have to go to Neo's consciousness inside the Matrix if they could just if they could just find his body and go hang out around his body in there. And if all the machines and everything are linked together, like it shows when the Sentinels and everything in the second one and the third one, at some point in time. Damn. Is is the 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 bug they put in him? Is that a physical representation re- representation of them altering code? Um, because like they show it with his mouth getting glued shut. That's them altering code. They talk about right. the movie where when things change, you'll see the alter code, kind of like how you see the two uh, CGI black cats. Um, but right. oh, they changed something. So that is just a physical representation in the Matrix for code being altered. Of them putting a tracker on Neo because they now know that Morpheus is looking for Neo. Correct. That's all it is. It's just a physical representation in the Matrix of them putting a co- tracing code on Neo's brainwaves or whatever to trace him in the Matrix to, I so that they can what find it's there Morpheus. For. I understand the point of the bug. Okay, what's your question again? I just don't understand the po- <laughs> I just don't understand the point behind the physical manifestation. I just don't. I don't understand all, it. I, and I don't understand this fucking contraption that they have to have in the matrix to suck it back out of him and all this other kind of shit. I just don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? I if mean, that's and then even it doesn't going into exactly it doesn't exactly make sense. Please don't go into the second movie. I, I don't know. Not, I'm not talking about movie. the second movie. I'm uh, into the second part of the book. When, uh, they, when they're in the car and they fucking use this fucking contraption to suck it back out. You know what? what? You're right that... that I, I No, I'm not even going to call a plot hole. That is there for the audience. For the audience to see the physical representation of stuff. Because, yes, if they hadn't, didn't need to do any of that shit, then we just wouldn't have a movie. We, it's I one mean, of those I things agree, that has to But these sh- are my be personal shown. gripes. These are my... Uh, yeah, no. but if I can cut up something enough that I can go... That's in the movie to physically show us, the audience, how things are operated in the Matrix, especially because that specific uh, bug thing is a good thing later on when they talk about things physically changing when the agents change the code. Because then you go, oh yeah, I saw that earlier when they did that with his mouth and the fucking bug thing and then them taking out the fucking bug I thing. I feel like the same like, thing could have been accomplished if, if you had just seen an agent stick a finger in his neck. Well, probably, uh, but it wouldn't look as cool. It didn't look cool to me. I thought it was stupid. Oh, I, it, I, look cool. <laughs> I I had to agree with Kenneth. I was not a fan of the bug thing. I like anything but in this movie. I that is not true. I love all the Ghost in the Shell stuff. Um, <laughs> Basically, uh, you have to remember that this is this is a program. The Matrix is a program. It follows the rules of a com- program, and we're kind of going to get into computer science with this, but. Everything has to. There's code and 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 rules, and everything has to follow these rules. And those rules give um, physical properties, even though they're technically not real, um, to everything. And so that is true. They do talk need, about how need a tr- the tracing program can't just be them type. You know, the machines typing on a computer. It has to be a physical thing within the simulation of the matrix. And then they yeah. have to physically remove it, um, just like bullets have to physically penetrate the agents to remove which, their programming from the human hosts 
which is very important to the fact that uh, Morphe is telling uh, Neo that they have to follow the, the, the logical rules of the program. You do not. So that's another thing that backs up that concept. Okay, so here's another gripe that I have. Okay. Um, you remember that scene where they're doing the jump simulation and he goes and he stretches out the ground and comes back up and then slams down on it real hard? And then he comes back out and the inside of his mouth is bleeding and Morpheus says that line where your mind makes it real? Yes. Yeah, I really hated that. And the reason why I hated that is because, okay, does every scar that he gets in the Matrix physically manifest itself on his body? If he gets uh, scars. Plus, I mean, it's, it's a heavy like, placebo. Like take take for instance uh, the scene where he's in there and he dodges the bullets and he gets nicked when he wakes up as those nicks are going to be on. But his here's body. the thing with with the they show that uh, like when he's getting shot, his body physically shakes, which is the brain's reaction to right. what it I thinks under, is happening. I completely understand so, that. But well, that's what, but so when he fell, could he have possibly bit his tongue in the chair, and that's where the blood comes from. Is that the his body reacting and shaking to hitting the concrete actually made him bite his tongue or his cheek or something like that? I mean, and that's um, that, I mean, and that's a that's a big possibility. But at that point, you know, what what makes that weird to me is the fact that you know that is completely plausible to me. You saying that that's completely plausible. I've thought about that myself. He probably nicked the inside of his cheek or something when he was gritting his teeth when he fucking felt the pain or whatever else. But then what's the point of Morpheus looking over at him and being like, oh, your mind makes it real? You know, why didn't he just tell him, oh, you probably bit the inside of your mouth when you hit the ground? But your mind does Morpheus make it says, Because Morpheus says everything in a cryptic fucking <laughs> bullshit because otherwise he won't look cool and won't notice the gap in his teeth. I mean, and then and, and, and then we can go into more stuff about that where it's just like, okay, because you get shot in the Matrix – why would that kill you? And I mean, like, and I know the reasoning behind it in the movie, and, you know, and it's not that I don't understand the reasoning. I understand. Yeah, the because reasoning. if it wasn't if it wasn't there, you could do then it wouldn't matter if you got shot in the Matrix and who gives a shit? You can do whatever you want. I mean, because at this point, when you've already fucking goddamn, you know, accepted the fact that there is no spoon. Uh, do do you? Is it that their brains are rewired for the brain to tell the body that this happened and you have to react that way. So like if you drunk your drank yourself to death in the matrix, would your liver in real life go out because your brain is telling it that it's going out? Fuck, I don't know. That's the reason why I'm asking you guys. Cuz it's like I, th- I think I mean so like if why you're would... still jacked in and you're you are an alcoholic in the matrix, that could very well kill your liver making you stop produce energy and then you die and that could be but this is this is what See, I don't know anything about that book besides oh, the title. Um, also, this is kind of where that philosophy, just the Matrix being I, a discussion about philosophy, have, comes in. I have um, the answer. There's the a line answer. in the movie that answers all this shit. Oh, okay. okay. When Morpheus is tied to a chair, Agent Smith tells him about the first time they wrote a program and where it was a utopia. Mm-hmm. But because the human mind would not accept it and believe that it was real, they kept waking, getting booted out of the program. They basically the, yeah, the program, program kept crashed. crashing in the brain. So when they rewrote the program to make it real, they had to rewrite in placebo effects in the brain to convince the brain that everything that was happening was real, or else the program would get would crash. It would get them kicked out. Yeah, but see, that I... logically explains 
all of that shit. Not, but see, that's the difference between okay, okay. Here we go. This, this is what I mean. Okay, for common everyday folk that's stuck in the fucking matrix, I totally get that. And like I said, I I totally get the way it's explained in the movie. But the thing about it is, is what I don't get is, and I'm going to go back to the same phrase I used a minute ago. Once each and every one of these realize that there is no spoon and they can jump fucking goddamn, you know, from one building to the next. And later on, we see Neo fucking fly. Lingering cognitive dissonance. Just like they have to rebuild his muscles. He has to get that out of his brain. Obviously, it takes someone very, very powerful mentally to get that out of their brain, which is why someone like Trinity has only been able to go so far, but someone like Morpheus can go a little bit further, but not as far as Neo at the end, who has the mental power to actually rewrite that part of his brain. Yeah, and see, that's the point, man. I, I feel like that... I feel like the the way that some people are, and like me, dude. If once I realized that I could do all kinds of cool shit, oh my god, man, I'd be Superman in the fuck out of the Matrix, bro. But just because you know it does not mean you're going to be able to fully convince your brain that it's true. Jerry, do you think that I would be able to fully convince my brain of this once I realized it? No, not at first. I think you would have to work maybe at it not. And you would have to train because it's, nobody makes the first it. jump. I'm not saying you wouldn't no, yeah, have to work at it. Nobody makes the first jump. <laughs> like I said, I'm not saying you wouldn't have to work at it, but I think it's completely possible that more people than just Neo could be able to do this. And we do see that with the other potentials, as uh, the Oracle's waitress calls them, um, that there are people who have close abilities, but nobody has all of the abilities that Neo has. Morpheus can't keep having people get killed because he thinks they're the one and then they die at a fucking agent's hand. We can't just keep littering the bodies. I think while your point's valid because then we don't have a movie. (laughs) Unless you want a fucking anthology TV show that's Morpheus's playtime where he shows you (laughs) all fucking, I don't know, it'll be like five, six episodes and each episode will be another person who was supposed to be the one but got killed because Morpheus is an asshole. I'll put it to you. If not, yeah. if not for anything else, we take out the jump in and all the rest of that shit. If not for anything else, I thoroughly believe that once you realize that, damn, your body is still alive and fucking sitting in a chair, if you got shot in it, I, I feel like, especially with the way people are now, that you'd be like, okay, well, that was just another me dying in a video game and then fucking goddamn game over and then fucking hit restart. I really thoroughly believe that. I thoroughly believe that people... You know what I'm saying? Say that again. Say that again. I want to make sure I heard this right. Say it again for me. I feel like that once you realize that you were in a simulation and you died in the simulation, that you would be able to fucking goddamn be like, okay, I just died. Game over. Wake up and restart. I think they rewire your brain to not be able to do that. Kind of like people who have a mental illness have their brain wired differently and it's hard to like rewire the brains especially if they're like really fucking shot out and they think that you know uh if they kill themselves they're gonna go to that asteroid (laughs) just because they leave it doesn't make it actual true in the pro in the quote i'm gonna say real life but in this part in the program so i believe all of that's written in uh like i know a lot of what i'm saying isn't you're not fully accepting it uh but i will say I feel like every answer Jay and I have come up with for your responses are good enough for me uh, when I, I, I'm able to 
put the 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 pedestal under them that you have to do it because it's a movie and at least these are logical explanations to it okay i'll give you credit for that i'll give you credit for logical explanations you know what i'm saying but for me it don't work and the reason being is just because i just i really think that as for it being made a movie okay cool you know what I'm saying? That's good. That's that's what makes the movie. That's what make. We've had this discussion about. And other I stuff. fucking hate Star Wars because they have explosions in space, and then Jaws fucking roars after he's dead in the first Jaws. Right. Off a fucking movie. Uh, you know these movies are bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, for the movie and whatever else, cool, fine, whatever. But for me personally, you know what I'm saying. And I still and and, and the thing about it is, is even with the shit that I'm saying, I still enjoy watching this movie more than you do. And I probably Obviously. will watch it at least once a year, possibly twice. Ugh. You know yeah, what I'm I've saying? I've watched it so many times this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can honestly say that watching it for the podcast, this is probably the fourth time this year that I've watched. Why it did I read that the 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 next two movies don't have a lot of gunplay, or like Keanu Reeves doesn't use a gun because he doesn't need to? Yeah, at this point, he don't need to. So they make the movies more boring, or do they actually go into the story part of it? No, they, explain... they go into the story, but he uses more weaponry Ooh. too. Like he, uh, like the one like scene that I, that I absolutely can't stand from the second one is uh, where he's fighting a whole shitload of Smiths. There was that in the third one. Oh, dude, that fight! Oh, I, okay. We need to knock it on the, the second CG, movie because I won't the, be able to stop talking. The CGI was fucking terrible. The CGI was, was fuck... terrible. I actually have an explanation CGI's... about that. Not that great in this movie. Dude, 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 when, you, dude, dude. when you look at it now, <laughs> no, I mean no, back no, then, no. I like I like the only CGI that really got me is I did not know the the black cat was a CGI. Watch the second one, Jerry. Oh, is it bad? Oh, I, dude, so, I want you is to it, watch is it, We won't even it's do like a podcast. PS2 I just want bad. you to call me. Is it is it DC <laughs> movies bad? Like I tried to watch Aquaman the other night, and I got forty five minutes into it before I turned it off because I was like, I watch "This it. is just goddamn CGI." Oh, the whole fucking movie bad. is CGI. I um, oh my god, it's awful, dude. But that scene where he's fighting all the Smiths. That was fucking awful. Okay. So it, listen, I, oh, see, now I want to talk about the second. We need to move on okay. because I have an explanation yes. for all that, actually. I agree. <laughs> uh, fuck that bullshit. It's the, the computers didn't have enough RAM, so it had to lower yes, the graphics. Yes, that's actually the explanation. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, so, I mean, technically, that could be fucking true. <laughs> so listen, during that scene, I, got, I have to say this now. During that scene, uh, there's a ton of Smiths, right? He has the power to replicate himself uh, after Neo blows him up in the first one. And so he, Neo's fighting like a bunch of them. The scene starts out like the rest of the movies where it's it's practical effects, it's actual people, and it ends in some really, really shitty CGI with some really, really random sound effects thrown in, like bowling ball sound effects. Uh, Smiths are falling apart. And that's my belief is that because... The amount of Smiths and the power of the One are meeting like this, which has never happened in any of the other versions of the Matrix, um, are now causing the system to to malfunction. Basically, so yes, almost like to, not enough RAM is the I I actually going on, yeah. and that's why the CGI is so shitty, and that's why the random sound effects are in there. You tell yourself whatever you from, want to, no, buddy, from to make a computer feel better. That shit from a computer awful. standpoint, that makes one hundred percent sense. Like from a, from, like that does make sense. I mean, <laughs> I would can, need to hear it from finish the... sucking each other's dicks. Then we can have a better conversation <laughs> about how how fucking terrible that CGI was in that goddamn movie. Oh, it's great. I just 
think you don't want to accept our logical explanations. It was uh, awful, dude. This with listen. When you got Neo looking like uh, looking like Gumby with a fucking goddamn trench. Look here, motherfucker. That's exactly what he looked like. The passion of the Christ and the digital age is not here for your bullshit, you agent Satan motherfucker. Okay, Neo is the goddamn one. He is Jesus. He doesn't have to answer for your bullshit. Of course, the CGI is bad. It's standing next to the one. Nothing will look as good as him. Nothing. You're a fucking That's Cyrus. What I'm talking about. Fuck you. He you're a awful. Cyrus. He does. He looks awful. I don't. I. I literally don't know what we're talking about, and I am just <laughs> just crazy. saying like shit said, and acting like Jerry, I do. Jerry, I'm being dead serious, dude. He looks like fucking goddamn okay. Gumby with a trench coat on. That's exactly what it looks like. And even okay. trench coat doesn't look good. Okay. Oh uh, fuck. Uh, okay. Do we have any more negatives? I have one bring other up? one, and I completely okay. Sit in that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, My next question for y'all is: Did I make y'all proud on my research, watching, and understanding and views of the Matrix? Jay, you're the biggest fan. Uh, you literally have Keanu Reeves tattooed on your dickhead. Uh, how'd you know about that? Uh, can't tell you about that, but you know, don't clean your bathroom more. Um, <laughs> how do you think I did as for understanding research? Did I come up with shit you didn't know of? Do you yeah, feel like actually, my ex- I didn't, like I said, I didn't know, um, how much they borrowed from other things. Um, especially the ghost in the shell stuff. Uh, so that was kind of cool to learn. I think you actually did a uh, fantastic job of researching it. I think you gave the movie uh, technical aspects the fair credit they deserve. And I think that um, while I don't agree with your opinions, you presented them only as opinions. Um, and they're completely valid for that reason. So I actually applaud you on that, sir. Good job. Okay, good. Uh, Kenneth, what about you? I'm actually surprised you did the research that you did. Being perfectly honest, and I'm glad that you just didn't come in full swing, fucking goddamn bashing, and nothing but bashing. You gave credit where credit was due, and you know I can appreciate that. So uh, kudos to you, man. You actually uh, didn't fucking just be like, "Movie sucks." Show's over. <laughs> yeah. We should do that uh, one of these fucking days. Because <laughs> that's what I was expecting. I was expecting you to get on here and be like, uh, "They stole a whole bunch of shit from Ghost in the Shell." The movie sucks. Oh my god. Game over. When Jay when when Jay was messaging the group today and like poking me with a stick trying to get me to say something, I wanted to he was like, So it's your new favorite movie, huh? Second favorite movie? I just so bad wanted yeah, to like, just like I know it didn't have any sharks, so Yeah, yeah, sense. yeah. Oh my I wanted to respond so fucking bad, but I was like, Nope, save it for the show because I don't want them to have any fucking idea of what I'm going to say about this. I'm going to lean in heavy with knowledge and uh, how this movie needs its asterisk for everything it, it, it stole slash borrowed slash homage slash maybe send the creators of Ghost in the Shell a check um, before I went into like... Oh, I remembered what my last gripe was. Oh, shit. What is it? No sex? I agree, man. No fucking titties. Rated R There's didn't get one set of one. titties. I mean, we got the, we got uh, Switch had a see-through shirt, and in 4K, you can definitely see Areola, but I mean, no sex? Come on, man. It's rated R. Fucking it's rated R because they kill cops. 
Really? I'm pretty sure, because there's no blood. Yeah, not a lot of blood. I mean, there's a lot of cussing, I guess. There's blood when they killed the fucking security guards at the beginning of the pillar scene. Yeah, a little bit. Squibs. Yeah, there's but... a little bit of blood, but not, but, and not, yeah, it's that not like would Rambo only be PG 13. Yeah, like I haven't seen that. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Yeah, morning. shut the fuck up. Dude, if you've seen Rambo 4, you know what I'm talking about when it comes to the okay, gore. Okay, that's fair. Well, you could have just said Rambo 4, Kenneth. You Wait, what was your. Wait, oh, we're off topic. Kenneth, yeah. what was your complaint? God damn fuck, it. you're going to lose it again. Yep, I totally did. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Okay, um, so I came in and I. And I and oh, I yeah, did yeah, my... yeah. I got it. I got oh, wait, it. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. And this could be one of the. This is more of a question, okay? Okay, I got you. How come that when they fucking goddamn upload all that fucking fighting shit into their brains, how come it doesn't stick around in real life? They don't. So throughout all because it's movies, coding. The only time it's ever like really used is um, when Neo fights Smith. Smith's inhabited body in the third one. Well, um, hold up. How do you know it doesn't stick around in because real you never, life? Because, because you, you know, never, you never see it like like. Um, I don't know. They never. What, what do you want them to kickbox the fucking uh, Sentinel? They never have an opportunity to you use it in real life. You haven't seen the other ones. They can't. Well, oh, well then, why are you talking about shit from the other ones? You can't I, defy I, gravity in real life. Neo's the only one. No, that's uh, okay. That's not what I'm talking about, though. But some of that shit would linger around, wouldn't it? Because all right, all right, Jerry, but, we're just gonna go into this, okay? Jay, in the second movie... I'm going to check Facebook. All right. In, <laughs> Jay, in the second movie where, goddamn, you know, he's 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 fighting against uh, Smith in the real world... That's the third one. Is it in the third? No, it's at the end of the fucking second one and the beginning of the third one. Yeah, okay. So either way, you know what I'm talking about because you see no, where Smith... Uh, the, the second movie ends with Smith going into the dude's body and then fucking goddamn, yeah. it's starting off in the third one. But either way, in either one of those points, goddamn, you never see Neo do any of the martial arts outside of the Matrix. Yeah, and if that shit is lo- uploaded into his fucking mind, shouldn't you be able to use some of that shit? Because in the real world, he looks up at Morpheus and he's like, I know Kung Fu. Yeah, so, no, you're right. But that's what I was saying is that the only time there's actually any hand-to-hand altercation is when Neo fights Smith in the real world and right, that's but, more hitting him with the fucking laser gun. Like, they, it, they trade punches and shit, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I guess he could have kicked him, but I, I think it's more... I think that's more of a stylized choice um, than anything else. But, uh, but still, I mean, or any of the other ones. You know what I'm saying? At any point in time. Like, any of the other people that's jacked into it. Like, fucking goddamn uh, Cypher. Cypher knows all that yeah, shit. So why does he use the labor, the laser gun to fucking goddamn because kill Tank and Dozer? it's easier to kill people with a gun than it is to punch them. Yeah, but see, that's still bullshit to me. I still feel like that you... No, Cypher needed to attack far away because he had two of them. If he went over there and they could overpower him because I'm a... So well, no, they didn't have that shit because they're not jacked in, so they wouldn't have known any of that shit. But still, it, it was two against one. Just use the fucking gun; it's easier. It may have been easier, but my point still stands on why if you're if you upload all that shit into your brain and Neo knows that he knows that shit outside of the fucking Matrix, then why come? How come you never see him use any of it? Because and then on top of that, later on in the series, you see Neo use his powers outside of the Matrix. But again, there's uh, only one physical altercation in the real world. Stop, drop, shut him down, <laughs> open up shop. Because they do retain that information because it's how they know how to use the equipment. 
Tank skips it at first, but I assume he goes back at some point and teaches it because Neo's the Tank's like, we're supposed to start with this operations, but that's just pure bullshit. And then I assume they teach him later because Neo's turning the computers on just fine by himself. Right. So I don't know. That's always been one of them things where I'm just like, okay, how come they're not kicking ass? You know, obviously they're not going to be able to use the defying fucking things of, you know, like gravity and fucking jumping and all the rest of that shit. All the wire shit you know that what? they do inside the Matrix. But they still would be able to know the fundamentals of jujitsu, kung fu, drunken boxing, all these fucking martial arts that they goddamn get uploaded and into their brains. Hold up, time's out. Mouse made a, a sex program so you could fuck the chick in the red dress. Correct. Does it also improve your sex technique? Later on in the movie when Neo fucks Trinity, does he, is he like really impressive? Like, did he at least keep the sex stuff over and and use that in real life uh maybe it looked pretty hot i mean it's a possibility i mean if he keeps fucking the chick with the red dress i imagine that would probably help his stamina if not anything else i need to i need this program I, i'm completely <laughs> with, i'm completely with you on the program but my point still stands on but that. only if it only if it actually stays in real life because i i need help um by the time but the, by the time but, she realizes that i i've I got two inches, and I don't know what I'm doing. I've already came anyway, so I need the help. I'll work with you, baby. Okay. <laughs> but my point still stands. So, Jay, if you can answer that question for me, man, how come they don't – I mean uh, – I've given you my answers. There's only – there's one physical altercation outside the real world, so we don't know if they if they know it or don't know it outside. Yeah, who are they going to kung fu fight in the real world? Did the fucking Matrix build a – fucking uh robot jock for us to fight no there's no robot jocks like who would they literally fight in real life and i mean and it stands for the same thing man how come goddamn smith didn't come at neo with some of that shit because smith would know it all smith was a fucking program a program that was uploaded into the human brain so smith would know everything that he knew no but that, that with with within the physical parameters of the real world Yes, but Smith can't break the laws of it. Neo can. But Smith comes out, and in the second and third one, yes, oh, he can. Oh, does he? Oh, okay, well, fine. So, did they just, like, go, you know all that shit we said in the first movie? Fuck it. No, you, like, you'd have to I, see I it, because Smith... representing it, because there's, like, again, there's literally one scene, and we don't know, like, there's there's not enough to base... There's not enough evidence to ba- to have the... to assume they don't have when any of this information when smith and fucking neo are throwing wide haymakers instead of goddamn using badass fucking kung fu moves to me that constitutes okay well we will have this conversation uh whenever we do the second <laughs> matrix movie so if uh, someone third. wants to buy me uh the next two matrix movies they're on, 4K, on netflix i nope i, I want a 4k code, I no i want 4k blu-rays physically owned that's the only reason i did this show is because kenneth bought me a physically a physical 4k copy of the matrix and My i'm going to be choice a fucking when it comes back around prima donna uh 4K pr- i'm gonna be a no prima donna god damn it kenneth you're ruining my hustle no, because I want uh, you to. I don't give a shit if we do it on the show. I want to have a conversation with with you, and if Jay is involved in this conversation, I don't give a fuck whether it's on the show or not. I want to hear what you got to say. So, uh, I, I guess I will eventually be watching it. I don't know when, because you know I got a lot of other shit going on. Um, so real quick, I'm about to pimp a bunch of shit. Um, 
<laughs> the podcast under the stairs, '90s top ten series, uh, and the we summer didn't series. Even talk about what we've been doing. You remember that? Because uh, no one cares. Can <laughs> they want to hear us talk about the I Matrix? I fucking care. On okay. Kill the Cast, I'll do what we're doing. But Jerry A's action, straight. To, I, this was supposed to be an hour and a half long. We are two hours into it. Yeah. I did not know it was going to go this far. <laughs> um, and, and I guess uh, I'm just going to have to have, me and Jay are just going to have to have a personal phone call about these fucking things because I'm still not no, satisfied I, with how I feel about this goddamn movie and things that I want to know. And the Look, I agree with I you. The movie's bad. The you know, pun intended, the fucking source that I was going to go to about this has not answered my any, any of my questions to the fullest ability that I want them answered. So fucking, uh, I feel like need to have um, a fucking conversation about this. Okay, I feel like I gave you very valid answers. You gave um, me answers to fucking goddamn whether the movie is fucking similar to Ghost in the Shell or not. Guess no, what, what about I answered I all your already. questions? I answered all your fucking questions that for your complaints. With logical, reasonable explanations. Yes, there was a Band-Aid on all of them that says because it's a fucking movie. But I still answered them. And Jay was like, I'm the expert. I back up what Jerry's saying. I was just making sure Jerry paid attention to this movie. I would have said the same thing. And that's 100% true. Jesus Christ. You see that, man? He fucking wrapped an insult in a bow and handed it to you. There you Jay go. Did. That was good. good <laughs> shit. You deserve it. Jay deserved uh, a blowjob after that, Jerry. Oh, fuck. Okay, look, I got I, podcast under the stairs, 90s top 10 summer series. Uh, episode 98's already come out. By the time this comes out, episode 99 comes out. Check, or not episode, uh, the year 1998's already out. And by the time you hear this, the year 1999 would have just fucking dropped. Go check those out. See how I feel about a bunch of movies. Uh, in 98, I get backstabbed Good and betrayed fuck. by JP. Um, I may cry a little bit, but in 99... I maybe get my revenge because we're both on those episodes. Um, in 99 and then, when The Matrix came out. What a great movie to talk about. Right? For real. Uh, <laughs> and then the round, the the I record a week from today for the fucking uh, round table portion of it. So that should be fucking dope. Um, I put out some new shows, y'all. Uh, Atomic Age Saucer Cast with Court Psyops and Darren Wilson. Uh, check that out. We did The Invisible Invaders. It was fucking dope. We talked about nuclear weapons and communism. Uh, also check out Cult Unknown. I did that with, uh, Mr. Venom, Jerry Cortez from Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space. Him and I did a deep dive into, uh, Bigfoot. We told stories, uh, Bigfoot and we reviewed the movie Exist, uh, and a very, 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 very intoxicated Watson said it was the best podcast work that me and Venom have ever done, Period. Um, he was really drunk, but he still said it. So go check out Cult counts. Unknown. It still fucking counts. Um, and that's the dopest. I'm working on some uh, guest spots I might be doing here shortly. I talked uh, with two people today about doing guest spots. So that shit should happen. Uh, Kill the Cast is coming in October. And we're kicking it. Fucking classic. The Price is Right, baby. We are doing two Vincent Price movies uh, in October. We are uh, doing uh, my all-time favorite Vincent Price movie, House of Wax 3D, which, which Jay picked. Seen. Jay has never seen, and he picked it. And I'm super excited and happy, and I love Jay for doing this for me. Um, and then we will also come back with 
uh, my second favorite Price movie, The Mask of the Red Death, which uh, is dope. I, everyone kind of talks about House on Haunted Hill or Witchfinder General, a.k.a. The Conqueror's Worm. Uh, so we thought we'd pick two that aren't quite talked about as much. Um, is this, is this, and, this is based on the Edgar Allan Poe story? In name, okay. yes. Kind I'm gonna, of, I'm going to read it before of. I watch the movie and... Uh, kind of, sort of. <laughs> um, but it's fucking dope as shit. I love it, and uh, we're gonna do those in fucking October, and uh, then in November we might be doing the Matrix too because it comes back to Kenneth. Um, so let us know uh what you want to hear from us for Jerry hates action. Uh, though it's probably gonna be the Matrix two. Uh, what is the Matrix two called? Reloaded. They didn't call it Electric Boogaloo. Uh, no, that's the third one. Uh, so it might Isn't be that. But if you've got a documentary about Carol Co. What? I don't electric... understand the words you just said. Electric Boogaloo. Either. Isn't that a fucking? Is isn't that a documentary about the company? No. The, the, the yes. No, it's the Breaking break Two movie. Electric Boogaloo. Hang it's on. The name of a movie. Yeah. Well, hang on. Go ahead. Keep talking. Uh. And we'll be coming back for that. If you've got movies you want us to do for Kill the Cast, let us know. I've been kind of itching for us to do a really deep dive on the 13 Ghost remake. Ooh, uh, and I get into the movie. backstory of each character for like, like we'll review the movie and then, and then like get into the backstories for each fucking uh, 13 Ghost. That should be dope. Also, uh, keep an eye uh on Jay's profile, his personal profile, you can add him. He doesn't give a shit. Add both of his account because he gets banned a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. And check out his 31 Days of Horror Movies that he will be doing for October. I will be watching Scooby-Doo shit all motherfucking month long for October. Um, I literally just got uh, my hands on every... Well, I, I digitally got my hands uh, on every single thing that Scooby-Doo has ever put out. Um, nice. So I, I'm gonna be watching a shit ton of that. I know I'm doing. I'm gonna do the, a double feature of uh, uh, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island plus the new Scooby Doo on Zombie Island because they did a sequel. I'm doing the 13 uh, Ghost of Scooby Doo series because they also put out a uh, 13 Ghosts of Scooby Doo movie this past year. I'm gonna hit that. I'm hitting up a lot of classic Scooby Doo. I've already started pre gaming. It's gonna be fucking <laughs> boss. Um. Uh, this was a great fucking show. I'm glad we could come on here and rock it. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, if The Matrix is your fa- favorite movie, then, you know, listen to what Jay says and ignore me and Kenneth. Because um, Kenneth is a nitpicker. And what I was talking about is called uh, Mick Hartley's Electric Boogaloo, The Wild Untold, Untold Story of Canon Films. It wasn't Carol Coe. Oh. It was Canon. Okay, that I mean that's dope, but they they still stole that name from Electric from Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo, which is fine. But that's what I was thinking about was the documentary. Oh, okay, that's dope. Well, you know that's cool. I think I actually want to watch that because Canon Films is pretty dope uh, for your low budget kind of style. So with that being said, anyone got any parting words? Jay, do you have any parting words for um, the people? For you. Uh, look at the Animatrix and the Second Renaissance Part One and Two. It is literally the backstory of where the AI came from, who built it, and how we blacked out the sun. Oh, see, that's what I want to know. That's much more. And interesting it's anime too. So then, there you go. Then it's fucking, really good. Uh, 
mystery man, Morpheus, uh, emotionless Trinity, and very confused Keanu Reeves. So, cool. I will, uh, do I need to watch that before the second one? Or, like, do I pre-game those? Uh, so t- there are several stories in the Animatrix that come before the second one. Um, but this is just basically a prequel. So technically, if you watch it before the first movie, you'll have a leg up on it. But, uh, yeah, you can watch it whenever. Okay. Uh, Kenneth, do you have any parting words for the people? No. Good. Fuck them. Uh, we are out. We love y'all. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, links are all in the description. Come join our group. We're going to be kicking it in there. And, uh, you know what? It's Vincent Price month coming up. So see you in October. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.